Welcome back to the Father Daughter Book Club. I am one half of the book club, the daughter Kalia. And I am the father Chris. And today we will be discussing Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon. Um, there will be spoilers because we are going to be discussing the whole book. That's right. So if you haven't finished reading this book yet, make sure you do so. Press pause on this. Go finish reading the book. Come back. We'll wait for you. And this book has been very praised. It's even been made into move into a movie. And I've wanted to read it ever since the movie came out. I've wanted to be like, it was based on a book. I want to read the book first, then read, then see the movie. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the book, a little bit of background. As you mentioned, Kalia, it's called Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon. It was a number one New York Times bestseller when it was published in 2015. So it's two years old. Yeah. And it was the School Library Journal's best book of 2015. And as you mentioned, it was adapted into a movie that was released earlier this year in 2017, starring Amanda Stenberg and Nick Robinson as the main characters. So, now that we know a little bit about the book... Like, the background, now let's get into the synopsis and what the story is actually about. Right, normally we pull a synopsis from either the the cover of the book or we find one online somewhere, but we thought it would be cool if Kalia actually wrote her own synopsis, so... Because you challenged me to, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I will. So, with that, what's the synopsis? The Kalia-nopsis. <laughs> Madeline Whittier is sick. So sick that in 17 years, she has never left her house. She has her own little world where the only people she sees are her nurse, Carla, and her mom, Pauline, I believe is her name? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they really mentioned her name too much in the book. Yeah. But she doesn't really mind it. But when a new family moves in next door with a son named Ollie... She suddenly has this urge to go out in the world and do normal teenage things and, like, hang out with friends, drive, go to school, have relationships, and more. And she just doesn't want to be sick anymore. And she can't live the same way that she's been living all her life. She won't be the same person anymore. Thank you for that synopsis, Kalia. (laughs) Yeah, it really paints the picture of, of what's going on in this story here. And the reason why Madeline can't leave her house is because she has this disease known as SID. S-C-I-D. Do you remember what that stands for? No, but I remember that it's called like the bubble disease, something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so like, I forget what the S and the C stand for, but I'm pretty sure the I and the D stand for immune deficiency. Which basically means that, yeah, she has to live in a bubble. That and anything... her lungs aren't like... Anything outside, like anything can make her she's get basically sick. she's basically allergic to the world, yeah, so she has to live in a sterilized environment, she has to have her her blood her you know basically her health checked on an hourly basis to make sure that she hasn't contracted anything that could kill her because you know she was a sick baby, she was constantly in the hospital as a as an infant, and as she understands it. When they discovered, when they kind of learned that she had SCID, it it made a lot of sense. But it also led her to this life where, you know, she's, I think at the beginning of the book, she's 17. 
She is. And she spent that entire 17 years of her life indoors. So her only exposure to the world is pretty much the books that she reads because she she's an avid reader and she she loves to yeah, read. She gets a ton of books. She has access to the internet, so she's able to go online and and do things. And she even has her own blog of book reviews, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And kind uh, of like this. Yeah, kind of. But hers are very short because her the name of her blog is called Life Is Short, and so oh, she right. writes these like very short book reviews and like. They're like, spoiler. Yeah, they're pretty much spoilers. So that's what her world is like. The only, Like you said, the only people that she sees are her mother and her nurse. She is homeschooled. And she video conferences or Skypes with her tutors. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's her life. Well, sometimes she, her teachers, like, sometimes her mother will allow, like, an... In-house visit. Yeah, but that's very rare, right? And yeah. the process for getting that person to... Basically to get de- decontaminated. Yeah, they have to be decontaminated. They have to have a medical history. They have to provide a medical history. Background check. Background check. All this stuff to make sure that that when they visit, they don't get Madeline sick. Mm-hmm. And Ma- at Maddie's house, they even have an airlock on the front door so that nothing gets... Nothing that can contaminate the... The house gets inside. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, and she lives, they have like this. All white air house. Fil- yeah, this air filtration system. Yeah, all white house because I guess the paint has to be safe too so that it mm-hmm. doesn't get her sick. It's, just, it, it's like it's, she's very sensitive. Yeah, it's a crazy life. Like, can you imagine living like that? Like, never being able to leave your room? No. Well, she can leave her room. Well, never be able to leave the house. No. Like, I'm a homebody, but that's extreme. I don't think I could deal with that. Like, not yeah. being able to leave. I mean, like, I do like to, like, go outside sometimes, see the sun, smell the flowers when there are. So let's talk about this story and some import- important events that happen and how that affects Maddie. So what are... So some important events that happen is all obviously... As we said, um, a new family moves in next door with a son named Ollie. And that's a big impact because she usually doesn't care or look out the window. But when they move in next door, she suddenly does and she looks outside. Yeah, so her world is very small. Mm-hmm. And so, so now she's get, she's expanding it. It's like any any new addition to her world... Which the new a new family next door is a, a new addition to her world. It actually grows it exponentially. So, you know, her world is three people essentially. You add in another family next door, and it's you know parents and two kids, including this boy Ollie. Um, it pretty much doubles the size of her world. So that's a huge change, and she winds up developing a friendship with this boy Ollie, mm-hmm. um, even though. Ollie finds that, you know, she can't leave the house. But she, He thought that she was just grounded. Right. But, you know, they, like I said, she has access to the internet. So they exchange emails and they, <laughs> you know, pantomime to each other through the windows. And they, 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 they become friends. Mm-hmm. Another important thing is um, we've said that she doesn't really get a lot of visitors. And something that's very big is that Ollie's 
starts to visit Madeline, like, very frequently, and it changes her a lot. Well, this is important for a number of reasons. First of all, she's having contact with another human, <laughs> another person, and then another person her age another person her age and then a person of the opposite sex (laughs) of her own age right but in order to do that uh she actually has to go behind her mom's back right well carla lets her so carla's carla agrees to let ollie visit but they don't tell her mom mom. while she's at work so it's a little bit of deception on both of their parts on maddie and carla's parts that Ollie begins to visit. But the results of his visit... Is that Carla gets fired. Well... Yeah. So after Madeline's mom discovers the visits, Carla gets fired. But before that, what happens between Ollie and Madeline? They kiss. Well, I mean, it's not just a kiss, but they (laughs) their relationship grows stronger. Yeah. So they've developed like this intellectual bond. Through email and chatting and texting and all of that. But then once they finally meet, that bond just gets bigger, stronger. And so they they realize that they have feelings for each other. And it's pretty obvious at this point that they're starting to fall in love with one another. And then Carla gets fired. And that that really changes and shakes up Madeline's world. Because this is a person who's been in her life for as long as she can remember. Basically since she found out that she was sick. And she started needing like nurses. A nurse to, like, check her, like, basically every single, like, very frequently every single day. Yeah. And so she's always at her house and, like, they're always together and she's a nurse and a friend to her. Yeah, pretty much up until Ollie, her only friend, right? The Mm -hmm. only relationship that she has outside of her mother. So the fact that Carla gets fired. It's huge for her. It's huge. And what does it propel her to do? It propels her to run away from her mom and home, and she ends up convincing Ollie to go with her to Hawaii. Yeah, so, um, how how did, I'm I'm trying to remember the specifics, how did Carla, not Carla, but Madeline's mom find out about the visits from Ollie? Because I remember very clearly, there was a fight between that, um, Ollie's dad and Ollie, and I think his mom. And what happens is she sees them fighting, and she sees Ollie like, like getting hurt. And then she sees him on the ground, and then she runs out and says, "Ollie, are you okay?" And then, um, her mom finds out. She's like, "Who is this boy? Do you know each other?" Right, so she actually leaves her house, which is an extreme thing for Madeline to do. She never leaves her house. She's never left her house. So Madeline's mom is able to deduce that because Madeline was a, was willing to risk her health for to run outside and check up on this boy, that they must have had a previous relationship. Or contact, at yeah. least, with each other. And then that, because of that, she finds out and she... She realizes that she can't trust Carla. She being Madeline's mom. Mm-hmm. Realizes that she can't trust Carla anymore. So she fires Carla. Of course, Madeline is... Devastated. She's devastated. She gets depressed. And eventually she decides that she wants more from life than being trapped inside of her house. Ollie has opened up her world. 
And going outside just makes her want more. Like, the one time she went outside, she barely even noticed. So, so now she's willing to risk whatever and she, health ramifications may happen by leaving her house just so that she can experience more of the world and so she can experience it with Ollie. And she lies to Ollie about, like, how she was able to go outside and not, like, being affected. After Ollie found out that she was sick, she he gets very worried whenever she's outside. Right. So the two of them... Well, so Madeline... She lies about having pills. She lied about how... She said... She, the only way that she's able to convince Ollie to go with her is to tell him that she has these experimental pills that should keep her healthy. Mm-hmm. So once, once he believes that being outside won't kill her, then he's willing to go with her. Because both of them are looking for an escape. Like, Ollie is in a really... He's an abusive house, right? His dad abuses both him and his mom. I don't know if we, we find out if the dad abuses his sister. No. But at the very he's least... He's an alcoholic. Right, he's an alcoholic. And at the very least, he's physically abusive with his mom and with him and verbally abusive to the entire family. So they're both looking for an escape. And Madeline buys tickets to Hawaii. Because she ends up getting a credit card. So they go to Hawaii. And it's the first time Madeline's experiencing the world. You know, she flies for the first time. <laughs> you know, obviously she's in Hawaii. She's never been there. Well, she... She has been there. She was there as a baby. That's right. And that's the reason why she picked Hawaii to go to. Because there's a picture of her with her family. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an important... It, it's a bit of backstory, right? So um, one of the reasons why Madeline, her her family is so small and consists of only her mom and extended family of Carla is because her dad and brother died in a car crash. Right after she was born. Like like a month yeah. or two months after she was born. No, she was like four months. Oh, was it four months? Okay. Very early on in her life, um, her father and brother die. die. So, But there's a picture of the entire family, the four of them, with her as an infant in Hawaii. And that's why Cause that he, was cause that was one of her dad's favorite places to go. And that's why she decides to go to Hawaii. So what uh, anything significant happened in Hawaii? She gets sick. Yeah. Her heart stopped. Briefly. <laughs> it was a very... But I mean like that's still her heart stopping even though it was briefly like that's a huge deal. Yeah, so the two of them are having a good old time um kind of throwing caution to the a little bit of caution to the wind. And they Stuff go, happens. Uh, you know, they have a good time. They experience the beach. She goes into the water for the first time. She dives off a a, cl- a cliff into yeah. the water, right? With Ollie. So they're just enjoying themselves. And you know it's only going to be for a weekend, I think. It was like two days. And, and then she was going to go back home. But before that happens, she gets sick and almost dies. Has to get rushed to the hospital. They think... Um, you know, she has some complications from her disease. Her mom somehow learned that they were in Hawaii and was already... How did she know, though? That's my question. How did she find out that they were in Hawaii together? Well, she... I think what she did was she looked at her computer and read her emails. Yeah, but I mean... 
they went outside to talk about where they were going. Well, when you buy tickets online, you get emailed the tickets. True. So she saw the, the tickets, tickets in her email. Mm-hmm. There's always a trail. So that's her mom. Her mom's able to find out and rushes to Hawaii. It just so happens to coincide with her getting sick in Hawaii. So um, they come back and obviously. They're, she's grounded and can't see Ollie anymore. And she gets kind of depressed. Well, I think what she realizes when she gets sick is that um, her condition is going to prevent her from having any type of real relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. because she's trapped. She's trapped in her house. And that's kind of what it is. She starts to realize that. She doesn't want that, though. Yeah. She does. She never asked to have this disease just happen. And then when she finally does start having feelings for someone, and when they start bonding together, and she has this huge accident, prevents them from being with One of the more repeated lines in the book is from Carla, and she says, love can't kill you. Mm-hmm. And Madeline believes that at first, but once she has this experience, I think she She's she like, starts to think otherwise, thinking, wait a minute, love might actually kill me. She almost died. And for some people, I think love, some people they say they'd rather have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Have you heard that saying before? That that love is worth, it's worth loving, whatever the consequence, because love is such a powerful emotion. It's just like anything in life that, that involves risk, right? There's a a lot of risk involved when it comes to love. And for Carla, for Carla, for Madeline, she could risk her life. And at first she felt like, well, her life is worth it if it means that she can experience love even for a brief moment. But the impact that that, that has on the person she loves and all of that could, it starts to, to change her mind a little bit. So they, she, they start to get back into the routine of how things were. Obviously, uh, well, I think Carla does eventually come back. Or no, that's afterwards. Um, no, but they start to get back into a routine with, I think, a new nurse. Nurse Janet, which yeah. she does not like. Um, Ollie eventually moves away. He does, sadly. Ollie and his mom and sister move away. Because of his dad. Right. So she, she starts to go back to her old life. Um, but then... She learns something very troubling. But then she gets this email from one of the doctors that she had in Hawaii saying she doesn't think that she actually has a SID. She doesn't think that she ever had it. And she just thinks that it had something like there was just like a little heart malfunction. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember it started with an M. Myo, Myo. Car mile oh I can't remember either yeah. miles mile something, but that's that would explain. I think mitochondria. Some, not mitochondria. Not mitochondria. Oh. I meant myochondria. Something like that, but it explains why her heart stopped briefly, and she had some other viral infection. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, the fact that she's been living in. Her house, her entire life, her immune system hasn't had an opportunity to strengthen itself. And fully develop. Right. So she's so, still, like, technically so she, sick and so by, essentially a baby. Right. Almost. So, so by going out into the world and exposing herself to all of that stuff in, in such a quick, short amount of time, she does get sick. 
but not because of her SCID, but be- just because that her weakened her her weakened her immune system is underdeveloped, mm-hmm. not compromised. And so she shows this to her mom and to Carla, and uh, what happens is she keeps thinking about it, and she ends up going through her mom's files because she knows that she takes very meticulous notes. Yeah, she finds out that her mom has pretty much fabricated this whole Lie. thing about her having SCID. She obviously was a sick baby, and she finds those records, mm-hmm. those files that show her being a sick baby. But she doesn't find anything about her being sick and having SCID or any research for SCID and any side effects or conditions that could lead Madeline to having it. Right, and she doesn't find the the daily log, her daily health log. She doesn't find any evidence of that. And so it's all very troubling, and she confronts her mom, and her mom really has no explanation. She's like, well, of course they're in there, sweetie. Did You, you might just not have looked hard enough. And then she looks, and she's like, did you take them, Madeline? Yeah, I think her mom... It's really strange. I, I think her mom is a little delusional and doesn't quite understand how big of a finding this is. Because she's convinced herself that her daughter needs to be protected, needs to stay inside. After what happened. So she's a doctor and so she she's done all of this stuff to keep her daughter safe. And she feels justified in doing that because of what she experienced with her husband and her son. So, but Madeline, of course, is just, she just feels betrayed. She feels like she's been lied to her entire life. She feels like her whole life has been a waste. Because, not her whole life. She still has her, basically, she has lots of more years ahead of her. But she just feels like you, you didn't even let me experience the world you you basically sheltered me from experience the world, and I can't, like, I can't she forgive just, yeah. you for this. She just dreams, not dreams, I should say, but she just wonders how her life could have been different had she been allowed to live it like a normal child. She wasn't. Because she, her mom is just, like, her mom is convinced that what happened to her, um... She's convinced that what happened to her husband and son will happen to Madeline or Maddie if she's allowed out into the world and she feels like she has to protect her so that way she doesn't lose her again. So that way she doesn't lose another lose another part of her body. Not body, family. Right. So that's that's pretty much the major events in the book after well, I mean, after this happens, obviously it causes a rift between Madeline and her mom. She starts to rebel, in a sense, like justified rebellion, of course. But, you know, she... Um, paints every room. Paints the room. She removed the air filtration system. She, um, you know, starts to visit with her tutors as opposed to just doing Skype calls with them. She She gets confirmation from another doctor that... She doesn't have SCID. Mm-hmm. The doctor does say, though, that you still need to be careful because your immune system is... Underdeveloped. Is like a child, so there could still be... You could still have major health issues as, as a cause of that. So take things... She, he advises her to take things slow. Um, she re... re uh, what's the word there? She resumes 
getting care from Carla. Mm -hmm. So like Carla comes back into her life because um, obviously there's there's no reason to keep her out anymore. So it kind of goes uh, goes on like this for a little while until she decides to go visit Ollie in New York. And that's kind of where the book ends with her and Ollie reuniting. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm not sure if this is really home anymore. Yeah, she tells her mom because when she's leaving for New York, her mom asks her, when will you come home? And that was her response, right? I'm not sure this is home anymore. Because you betrayed me. You didn't let me experience my life for 18 years. I don't know if I really want to continue with this. It's justified. Uh, essentially. I mean, it's justified. I mean, like, she did essentially betray her. Yeah, so... I'm, Not it, betray, but I mean... No, she she did, she did. has a right to feel betrayed the way that her mother... Um, Handled things. Yeah. Uh, but you to feel to feel at home you want to feel comfortable you want to feel safe you want to feel like this is where you belong and when the person who has provided that shelter for you has lied to you your entire life well being in the same home with them won't feel right anymore so that's that's what she's saying when she says it doesn't feel like home so that that's that's pretty much the book what what did you think i really liked it um, but I do have a couple questions for you. Okay. So, in this book, there are actually graphics in the story. Did you like them, and did you feel like they had an impact on the story? Because I read this book Online. on Kindle, I didn't, I don't think I got the full impact of the graphics. I mean, I saw them, but they're small. I'm reading the book on my phone. So, for me, they didn't have that big of an impact on the story. I just kind of glanced at them and skipped past them. So they're pretty inconsequential for me. For me, it actually gave me like a better understanding of her world and kind of like why she didn't like certain things and how they got to have such a strong relationship with each other and everything. They who? Um, Ollie and Maddie. So what... What graphic, can you recall one specific that uh, had a really big impact on how you felt about the story? Um, I'd actually have to say, like, like some of them that I thought were really funny were her, um, like, journal notebook entries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are funny. And then the, I actually, I really like the emails. Because then, like, we could kind of, like, see their relationship and their type of contact and the con the type of context on how they would communicate oh so the that's interesting you say that because in the in the kindle version the the chats that they have with one another don't show up as graphics they just show up as text as part of the book well technically they are text part of the book but i kind of feel like they're graphics because they're not like actual like writing from another person okay okay yeah, those definitely were important then to the story. All right, what other questions do you have? Um, if Maddie didn't, like, if Maddie didn't look outside the window and, and first see Ollie, do you think that that would have had an impact on the story? Like, the storyline would be different if she didn't go outside to look out the window? Absolutely. I mean, that's pretty much what propels all of the events in the book to happen. If she doesn't see Ollie, if she's not, attracted to him then nothing else in the book happened like if it's a family who moves in next door 
maybe it's an elderly couple and they don't have any grandkids or anything like that coming around, then the he's not seeking a relationship from someone else. She doesn't get visitors. She doesn't seek to expand her world and get exposed to things that she hasn't been able to experience thus far in her life. Like everything changes. That yeah, that's like the that's the first domino that falls in the book is her interest in, in seeing who's moving in next door. Do you think like if Ollie like hadn't felt an attraction to her also and just wanted to be friends, do you feel like what would happen in the story? I don't know. That's I don't know. I it's tough to it's tough to to know that. It's obviously a huge hypothetical. Um we wouldn't have a book. We wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> right. Well, I mean like the story would be different. It like the story would be different. It's not like there wouldn't be a story, but I mean, Ollie hadn't had the same feelings for her that Madeline did for to Ollie than to what the story would happen. Like, what in the story would happen? I don't know. Like, you can obviously tell that the situation, for any meaningful story to happen, each character in the book has to have their own motivation. Mm-hmm. Right? Ah. Uh, Madeline's motivation is the the fact that she's lived in a in the same house her entire life and has never gone outside. Ollie's motivation is that he's in a home with an abusive father, and so they both seek each other out, and that's what moves the story. Now, if Ollie is not in, like if you change a part of it, then that changes the whole story. And well, I, I don't know. I'm not a writer. I can't. I don't know what would happen. I'm saying like if. Ollie still had seen um, Madeline out, but not for, like, just for, like, comfort, not for a relationship. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know, Kalia. Okay, then. I can't. I can't take a guess at that. I'm, like <laughs> I said, I'm not the writer. She created this environment specifically for all the things to happen in the book that happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You change the story, who knows? I mean, it changes everything. Did you like the ending of the story? No. You didn't. Which which ending the the ending of when she finds out that her mom's been lying to her whole life and she doesn't really have this disease? No, I didn't like that. I I thought it was very interesting and I kind of feel like it definitely impacted. And I feel like I kind of did like it though because I feel like then it wouldn't lead her to feel it wouldn't lead her to like experiencing other things like kind of like being mad at your mom because. She doesn't really experience those things. Like not, like being mad at your parents or like having different colored rooms and like changing the environment. Yeah, I look at it from a totally different perspective and I'm absolutely horrified that a parent would basically imprison their child. That's why I don't like it. I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah. I don't, but I'm, I'm saying the impact that her finding out about it had on it had on her how like her environment is now changing and i mean maybe for again you don't you never know what the writer's motivations are but for the character to have the arc that the writer wanted maybe this was the best way to get that like the only way for madeline to get to experience the world and to get to chase her love and to follow her heart was to have this bomb dropped on her. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the best way to accomplish that. 
But for me, I guess it is just horrifying. Would you change anything in the book? Yeah, I would change that. <laughs> <laughs> I would change that somehow. I'm, I would want to, I would seek to find a way to make her mom a more sympathetic character. Um, I would try to figure out a way, like maybe they discover a cure or something like something else that would allow Madison to leave her house. Madeline. Madeline, excuse me. Something else. That's, but I would, I would definitely, I would change that. Like that, yeah. Um, what was your favorite and least aspects and least favorite aspects of the story? Well, we just discussed my least favorite. Yeah, that, the that, ending. But yeah, and other, other least favorite aspects are um, Madeline lying to her mom, hiding things from her, going behind her back and doing things. Obviously, I don't like seeing that from a child. You know, I want them to be honest. Yeah, I want a parent and a child to have an open and honest relationship and to be able to talk to one another and work things out and, and not that's, feel like they have to lie to one another. That's the ideal. That's the ideal. Obviously, then, that can't happen all the time. But, you know, every time I read a story that has those elements, it just makes me cringe a little bit. But, I mean, we don't have that relationship. I know. It doesn't mean I can't cringe at a, at a story or a book that has it. What is your favorite? Um, my favorite, um, I think a couple of things. I like the fact that her... And her mom play games together, like much like we do. I was, I was able to identify with that. Like they have these cool little Scrabble games and Pictionary games, and those like are phonetic fun. Scrabble, basically like different spell spelling versions of a word. Yeah. Well, the phonetic spelling, right? Yeah. Phonetic spelling means you spell it the way it sounds. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I thought that was cute. Like laughing would be L A F I N G. Or maybe even L-A-F-F. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I, I liked I liked the fact that Ollie stood up for himself and his you mom. You like the fact that he tried to... Well, true. I kind of like that part, too, because his father should not... Like, first of all, should not be trying to hit anybody. No. But I'm glad that he did, like, stand up against his father. He probably does love him, but not... He loves him and he doesn't. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Well, I think I've shared with you some of the things that I didn't like about the book. And it, it, it makes it tough for me. It get makes it tough for me to enjoy the book on the whole. Um, it was a e fairly easy book to read. Mm -hmm. um, the characters do have a lot of depth. It was interesting. But overall, it didn't leave me with a good feeling, and so that like that makes it hard for me to enjoy anything if I don't if I don't come out of it with a good feeling, or at least you know being a little bit more reflective, or if the book doesn't provoke me mentally, then it's hard for me to. Even though I can recognize, yeah, it was good writing. Um, there were some interesting characters and interesting moments in the book, but overall, I would give it a thumbs down. I'd probably give it a thumbs in the middle because. I did like it. I liked certain parts of it, but honestly, like, it just makes me sad. Yeah. It just makes me sad. It doesn't make me... It, like, honestly, for me, when I finished reading it, like, it's definitely a page-turner. Um, but I was just, like, left like this at, like, the same tempo everything stayed the same while i was reading it like i didn't like there were definitely interesting moments in the book but i didn't really feel like it was like 
an uplifting story or a story that I would necessarily enjoy or like that much. And so, I'd say a thumbs in the middle. You're pretty neutral. Yeah, like, it's sad, definitely, because, like, like you don't want to think of the fact that your own mother would lie to their child about some of the biggest things in their life. Yeah. So, So are you still interested in seeing the movie? Not really, actually. Not really. I'm surprised, because I've wanted to see this movie for so long, and now that I've read the book... I'm not that interested in seeing the movie. Yeah, maybe we'll still check it out. I mean, it could still be worth it. Maybe the movie is better than the book. That happens sometimes. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad book. It's just for me, I'm not necessarily... and I didn't necessarily enjoy the book. Well, there you have it. Thumbs in the middle from Kalia. Thumbs down from me. But overall, still worth. it could still be worth the read. It just wasn't our cup of tea, and that's okay. I mean, for other people, obviously it will be. Because a lot of my people, when I've, I've like, been carrying, like, when I carry it around at school and people see me reading it and looking at it, they always say, oh, my God, that book is so good. That's so good. Like, everyone. Yeah, you know, I'd be curious to know what other kids your age think. Because, obviously, I'm reading this from the perspective of a parent. And so I have different views on it. But I'd be curious to know what other kids your age think friends think that it's so good and like oh my god the movie and the book are so amazing it's so good and i mean at the at at its heart it's a love story and it does a really good job with the romance like in building the relationship between madeline and ollie and ultimately bringing them together at the end it does that very well and i can see why people would like that i mean i will i'm not saying that it's not a that it's a bad book It's just not something that I necessarily like. Okay. Well, we haven't decided what we're going to read next. Well, I thought we were going to read... Oh, we did decide. I'm sorry. We did decide. Uh, You're going to have to tell the name and the author of this book because I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually reading this book. It's called Uglies by Scott Westerfield. It's a series, though, so probably won't do the whole series because it's like five maybe oh it's a long series huh? it's like uglies pretties specials and like it it's a series it's a long it's a series. series it's a series i'm not sure how long it is but i know that much so we're gonna dip our toes into this series called uglies and read the first book we'll I'm be probably, back i'm probably gonna read the whole series but <laughs> you might not necessarily read the whole series So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our discussion on Uglies by Scott Westerfield. So stay tuned for that. If you don't want to miss our next episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Go to fatherdaughterbookclub.com. You can find subscription links in there for iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Pocket Casts. You just subscribe so that way you don't miss anything because... We try and do it fairly on a schedule, but this book is a bit longer, so it might take us a little bit longer to read until then. I'm, like, halfway done with it, though, so it might take you a little longer. Yeah, I think I'll catch up. I I think we can do this the next one in two weeks. Okay. All right. Um... So yeah, don't forget to subscribe, and if you want to give us some book recommendations, don't forget to comment because we love hearing 
your books that you love to read and we'd love to read your books that you like and discuss them with you guys. So thank you and we'll see you next time. Bye.